0: Most hemorrhoid medicines are bullshit. Hemorrhoids are bad, but this hemorrhoid medicine is good. Listen to Good, Bad, Bull. Goodbadbull.com sponsored hemorrhoid
1: medicine. Would the little medicines be good, bad, or bullshit too? No,
2: they'd be shaped like us. Oh, okay. And they'd be suppositories. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I think think I'll put the bow one up my ass today. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can feel his nose You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit
0: Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast My name is Crofton Steers, one of your three jovial hosts for this merriment that we do every few weeks. Uh, I am the copy of this podcast and with me, uh, as always, are my uh, two co-hosts. I'm talking about the Earl Grey tea of this podcast, Michael Hodgins. Michael, welcome.
2: No, I'm rich espresso, man. Nope, Earl Grey tea. <laughs> uh, and
0: uh, and the uh, Red Bull gives you wings energy drink of this podcast. I'm talking about Bo Schwartz.
1: Uh, hell Bo. yeah! ride the Purple, no, ride the brown wave. <laughs> ride brown. the brown wave to heavenly <laughs> <laughs> land. <laughs> that sounds nasty.
0: See, the thing is, Mike, just to get back to your Earl Grey thing, it doesn't just have to do with what you drink. It's got to be reflective of you as a person. And for me, you are definitely much more of an Earl Grey Downton Abbey watching, <laughs> uh, you know, Enjoy. hipster.
2: Uh...
1: Uh, let's move on before I get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike's like, oh, I want to kill him so much. Where's the problem on this computer? I
1: primed Mike up real good p- prior to the show. So he's on. Like, yes. They're I'm both primed.
0: Actually, I'm the only one that is unprimed. Uh, so so because of that, I will sort of lead us on this auditory adventure. So, Bo, speaking of adventures, <laughs> what have you done recently that is worth sharing?
1: Uh, well, I got back from Nerdtacular. Uh, it's been a couple what's, of weeks What's now.
2: Nerdtacular? <laughs>
1: I, I was going to yeah, explain you it if you give me a chance. Okay, so um, Nerdtacular is a convention for people who are uh, fans of the Frog Pants network of shows and part of this thing called the Frog Pants community where they all get together in Salt
2: Lake City and just hang out. And Frog, frog Pants is like a... It's a... It's a series of shows related to like video games and nerd culture, am I correct? It's basically, uh, yeah, I
1: mean, Scott Johnson runs Frog Pants, what we've explained on the show before, he's been a guest on the show, so he hosts people in his home city to come hang out and share their love of podcasting, geeky stuff, nerdy things, you name it, and we just have a good time. They play board How games, many people we have panels, a thousand or so, I want to say. Cool. I don't. I didn't get an exact number, but there were a lot of people in the auditorium. You didn't, Bo? Come no. on! The, didn't you no. have one of
2: those little like clicker things? Click click, go click, 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 click.
1: No. Did you Did
0: you go around asking people if they were
1: here but for good? I, I bad, was bold? amused at Crofton's reaction because there's a picture of me out there signing things, and you guys both found that really funny because <laughs> you're like, <laughs> "Why is he in a line to sign people's things?" We yeah, so you.
0: you mean you were at all, you were like at an autograph table signing merch for mm. other people? Because the other way, I understand, if you were lining up at Comic-Con to meet someone and get stuff signed, that I get. But in this context, people were lining up for you, Bo Schwartz, to
1: sign things. Am I correct? That's right. I mean, it was a small thing. I still it's don't just, understand. It's just, the, the picture <laughs> makes guess... it look more... Um uh you know
2: what's whatever the thing romantic (laughs) than it is romantic in the but i guess it's fair to say Bo is a you know kind of celebrity and especially in the in the realm of the heroes of the storm video game and the culture around it
1: yeah i would say that but i met a couple of people who listened to good bad or bullshit and not core and actually, uh, well, we uh, one of them. I'm going to say hello to them because he talked to me for a while. This is a guy named Philip, and Philip really enjoyed uh, our show. He came up to me and he was like, he's like, hey man, I really like your stuff." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, what can hero I get do you Croft and autograph? What hero do you play in Heroes of Storm?" He's like, "No, no, no, I like good, bad or bullshit. That shows great, man. And, you know, and, oh Philip, Philip, a man of great taste." Yeah. Really? So I assumed I expected because Core is on the Frog Pants network of shows. The network created by Scott Johnson has all of Scott Johnson's creative podcasts on there at Nurtacular, where people go to Salt Lake City to meet up and celebrate their love of geekery and frog pants stuff and their friendships made through that community. Um, that good batter bullshit wouldn't get a lot of play, but it was mentioned up on the card when I got introduced in the introduction section in the auditorium or the ballroom, as they were calling it, and and this gentleman Philip said he liked the show. And I was like, that's awesome. That Crafton I, just, and I Be- just have this image of Beau being presented on stage. And they're like,
0: and now, of core fame. And then everybody's like, woo. And also, good, bad, or bullshit. And then Philip is the one guy who gets up and is like, yay. And Wicked Kitten in front. She's like, woo. There's like two people and everybody else. There's like three other guys who are like, boo. <laughs> there, were a, few inch- the there were a few other people, people who collectively said they were shrugging
1: <laughs> there were <laughs> a few Wait, other what people is
0: could matter what
1: yeah there were a few other people who actually said they actually listened to the show as well they weren't the hardcore fans that wicked kitten and philip what were they weren't as passionate but we enjoy their patronage. and i'm sure there might be at least one if not more new listeners because i gave out our stickers to people to go post on things. We have good, bad, Sweet. or bullshit stickers and uh you can post them on a thing. I told them to take photos and tag us, but nobody's but done that. I think we
2: should reinvigorate that and say, you know, just say it right now. Anyone who's out there listening, right into the show, give you your address, we will send you a sticker.
1: I of think good, we bad have that competition. So we give people the stickers and then we say you can win. A so weekend
2: getaway with one of his favorite hosts. isn't that the competition hosts. just right to the show? It's pretty easy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I, that's pretty I, awesome, I, Bo. It, but, it sounds like you had a great time. It's pretty. sounds like a fun event. And pretty cool that you connected with a couple GBB listeners. I'm glad to hear that they are out there. Yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: I, I, I like I like to think that Scott Johnson is like, he's like, oh, okay, how can I make Bo? He's coming from so far. How can I make him feel comfortable? Oh, I know. I have this big wad of cash. I'll give it to a couple of randos on the street and tell them to go see Bo and say they're big fans of GBB. <laughs> so Philip comes up to you and is like, oh, Bo, I'm a big fan of, of good, bad, or bullshit. And you're like, really? What's your favorite episode? And, and, and there's, like, this super long, awkward pause, and then he's like,
1: the one with the bullshit?
0: <laughs> it, no, no. I was like, awesome, you I like that one, show. too. He has
1: opinions. That's... And by the way, since we're talking about Philip so much, I will mention he does a, a little show of his own, and we're going to give him a little plug. Good to it's give called, a shout out. It's called The Botch Podcast, and I haven't listened yet. I'm excited to try it out, but him and a bunch of his friends get... Uh, blotto drunk and play Dungeons and Dragons and then record it as a mm-hmm. podcast. So guess, that's the botched podcast. Really interesting or, or a total disaster. It sounds, it sounds like it could be entertaining. It's like, why not both? <laughs> both. <laughs> why not both? All right. Uh, so thank you, Philip. Thank you, uh, Monica. Thank you, everyone who came up to me and said they liked the show. That was It was real encouraging about making me want to continue doing the show that... It wasn't all just core fans. It was uh, good. We bad should uh, fans too.
2: we should recommit ourselves to trying to do this thing once a week. We were pretty consistent for a while, but um, summertime and life commitments, you know, makes it hard. Uh, Mike but, had to take some time out to ride a horse. Ride a horse. I'll save that story for another time because I feel like a random topic.
0: Before like... before you do, I would I would flag to our listeners as well. Well, this is episode one ninety five, and we so we're getting close to two hundred. And, uh, you know, it would be nice to do something a little different or a little special. If they have any ideas, if there's anything they've ever wanted to hear from us on or to, to uh, you know, to learn about or anything like that, let us know. Send
2: us an email at GoodBadBull. Oh, at, me. At, me. Me, me. I have T-M. an idea. Bo could put together a trivia quiz for you and I because Good he Lord. does it for every other podcast on the internet, so he could <laughs> I, do one I for know. Ours. I'm
1: getting really tapped out. We can't talk about... The- <laughs> Well, can't we, I'm just, can't that's we, an
0: uh, idea. Like that could be a thing. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I'm putting it out to people. We're coming up on 200, and I know it's it it'll sneak up on us, and then we'll be like, "Geez, we got to do something." But I'd like to know if 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 people have something that they want to see that they let it they let us know. So, uh, all right. Without further ado, uh, sorry, Mike. Let us uh, go into the random uh, topic so world. Mike put his hat start on. Start your fancy
1: machine. He put on his toque uh, for the audio listeners before going out, except. Tuke is very small, and it's throwing me off.
2: <laughs> Why is it, it so small? It could almost be a yarmulke, yeah, but it's like yeah.
1: a, a toddler toke. Uh, okay, that explains it. Go pull the thing then.
2: topic today is a uh, digital currency okay so we're talking like bitcoin right is it pretty much only bitcoin is there other there must be other stuff too but well, i mean it's it, bitcoin right
0: I think... it's it's funny well like i mean it depends how you want to Uh, quantify it there's so many services where you put money in virtual wallets to buy stuff like like i know for sony in the playstation store that's that's how things work like you got to put money in and for nintendo for a really long time it was really annoying because like you know things would be a certain value and then you'd have to kind of like to have the amount of money in your virtual wallet you'd have to put in like more money then you know because yeah. they only sell it in chunks of ten or whatever.
2: But that's different than I mean maybe I'm wrong on this, but when I when I because I'm I'm only thinking of Bitcoin. I'm not thinking of um you there, there's you can make regular money virtual in many different ways. Uh, PayPal. Yeah, but it's backed by an, a currency which is usually backed by a state, right? Like so, you can put your. U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars or Australian dollars or whatever into something online, um, whereas something like Bitcoin—I mean, I, presumably you can buy it with American dollars, but it's that currency itself is sort of uh, governed by something entirely different than like a central bank in, in, in a in a country, right?
0: So, but what's the topic called? Digital currency. Because, like, I think of when I hear digital currency. And I worked on it uh, a customer support for an online video game for a long time. It had its own currency. And that currency was even being sold on eBay, uh, you know, like just as World of Warcraft gold is, is uh, you know, as well. I would consider that is digital currency.
2: I guess as well. so. I mean, and and yes, I not not to agree, but not to disagree, but I feel like the difference maybe is that is it that. That currency is actually not a currency. It's like um, it's like a good. Someone's a virtual buying. item? It's like a yeah, certificate. Like someone's, a you can buy that stuff and use it for something else. But I think current – and I feel like I don't know that much about this stuff. What I've heard about Bitcoin, maybe you guys know about this too, is that the, the whole way it works is something called blockchain technology. Have you heard of this? It's like software. So it's something to do with – Uh, there's this giant ledger which records all transactions that Bitcoin does. And this ledger is like, um, I think, think non-centralized. And the way people get Bitcoin is by mining Bitcoin, which is to say you're using computer power to update this ledger constantly because it requires a ton of computing power. So this ledger is not able to be tampered with because it's always – updated and so i think the idea is this currency is not is not able to be manipulated in the ways that some other currency can and and that it defies borders in the way that other currencies cannot that's what i that's all i know about bitcoin and it could be wrong (laughs) well i mean it's it's because i think there's a uniqueness there's a
1: unique verifiable property to the various coins but it's not bad it's not backed by any centralized government no and I but I
2: think what makes it work is this is this thing this blockchain thing and where it's essentially like you make yeah. a transaction and it gets recorded on this ledger uh which is I think a sort of a decentralized thing which is from my, my understanding like it can't really be tampered with because it's decentralized again I don't know the details uh
1: but I think it has to do with the way that it's um uh, whatever but i think i think you got all the points that i already knew I think it has to do with the way that they're like essentially found I mean, because and I guess... because um for the longest time in the early days of bitcoin you could obtain bitcoin by discovering them like it wasn't like like to manufacture more currency within that <laughs> currency you actually had to have a computer mine it and i
2: yeah but mining it was Uh, It wasn't like you were doing a game. The mining it was was sort of like providing computing power to update this blockchain, which Mm. is essentially a ledger that records all these transactions. Uh, So when you're mining Bitcoin, you're not doing anything other than devoting the computational power of your computer. You're essentially giving the system uh, computer time. That it needs to be constantly up to date. So by doing that, you're rewarded with Bitcoin.
0: Right. right. So okay, here's the thing. I know nothing about Bitcoin. Yep. I've just listened to you guys speak about it for about five minutes. <laughs> I'm pretty minutes. sure we don't know. I know either. even less than when I started. <laughs> I feel like um, I know less, Yeah. So so uh, the 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 thing the thing is, and and that's not to. I think it's testament to how complicated. Uh, how complicated this thing is, or the the idea of digital currency. um so in theory, like in theory, a digital currency like like Bitcoin, the advantages are somewhat what Mike was saying before, the idea of that that it one state government wouldn't have uniform control. Over sort of a world, a worldwide currency. Because right now we have some power currencies like the American dollar, the British pound, you know, the yen, and all that sort of stuff. They're all backed by select states, and and the idea of like an international currency is sort of utopic to a certain extent. That's not backed by a state, and the, and the idea is that like to, for that to function properly, there needs to be some sort of alternate. Uh, way of supporting the currency other than the traditional um, state-backed way that that we're used to, and so this whole block streaming change whatever thingy is is just an alternate way to to lift up another type of currency. Is that it? What are the other advantages? Uh, of well, digital- the advantages
1: uh, are so um, there's um the increasing are increasing online uh, financial transactions that we make. So we purchase a lot of goods and services online. Those all have paper trails, like your your online banking. The transfers that happen between Walmart or Amazon to your bank are all there. Bitcoin is a way to transact online with the same efficacy and have no, no or little to no paper trail. I'm pretty sure that's correct. So Bitcoin often associated with underhanded things like uh, if you wanted to pay a guy on Greg's list to f- ruin your neighbor's yard because you're feuding with them but don't want the paper trail to get back to you, you'd pay them in Bitcoin.
2: <laughs> Cause yeah, it's... I mean, maybe that is it because it it's sort of interesting because it is, uh, like people often say we're entering the cashless society and uh, everything is plastic, right? And that's all recorded by various banks, companies and probably governments let's be honest. Yeah. Uh but then you but then you think about cash and the interesting thing about cash is like you just go give it to someone and then they give you a thing. That's it, right? No one's watching. That's what's neat about cash and that's what governments and well don't like about cash because it it fuels the black market, right? This is maybe one of the negatives of the digital currency. Uh, or positives, depending on your perspective, uh, but that if if Bitcoin can can operate in the same way as cash, and my understanding is that like how it works, I, again, I don't know much about it, but but like you said, I think paperless is kind of the key, but that it's also accurate, and that's because of this thing called blockchain. And I would encourage anyone to Google that because I do not know enough about it. But... Well, I mean, illegal drug dealers use cash because
1: they don't use bank accounts because that stuff can be forensically traced, right? And I think Bitcoin is the online currency that can do that. Uh, so, Crofton, you're muted. That's why I'm talking. And
0: <laughs> that's a ki- that's a killer point that that uh, that I had legitimately not thought of because I've I've noticed lately. Okay, so they, I realized the best way to get me to change my buying habits is make things easier. I remember Gabe Newell said about about Steam and curbing PC uh, software piracy that like just make it easier to buy things legitimately than it is to pirate it. It's not necessarily a price thing as much as it's a convenience thing, right? And and for for me, um, with regards to payment, they. I never used a credit card. I hated credit cards. I got a credit card late in life. Now I'm using my credit card all the time for very small payments because they've instituted the tap technology, which is just ridiculously like instead of putting my Interact card in with my debit card, which was which was another big life change from many years ago where I was like, oh, I can just put this card in, put in the four digit you know code and, and then boom. Now it's like click, tap, tap, mm. tap. It's I'm so, fast. so mad when I have so, to put my code in. <laughs> so, so yeah, mad. no, I like I'm buying two dollar coffees on tap. I'm doing like it's really uh, because there's no there's no down as long as I pay my credit card every month. You know, there's no downside. Uh, For using it the convenience is really high and so when you guys are talking about a post like currency world Like I never have cash anymore or rarely have cash and when I use cash I often find the whole process stupid because it's way harder than tapping. It's like it's like here's a $20 bill for my $2 Coffee, okay open up the cash. I'm waiting you're taking out all the change I put the money in my wallet. I put the coins in the little pouch Like you know, like it just it doesn't sound like much, like, but but when you can just go tap and walk away, I mean, it is it is annoying. So I'm not using regular currency anymore. But that's because I'm on the grid. I work a nine to five job. I don't care about like my money. The government can see I spent. I bought a two dollar coffee at Starbucks. Big deal. I don't care. They know what I wanted to get off the grid. on an elect at, at an electronic level like more than just giving people briefcases of money and saying hey Donald Jr here we're not colluding have this briefcase of money like there's there's now a digital alternative and that would be i guess bitcoin so for me it seems like it has negative connotations because it would be used by primarily by people that don't want to be traced which seems Well,
2: well and, and it is cuz if you think of these recent like hacks, you know, uh, I can't remember WannaCry and there was another one like that and it's like they're always wanting payment in bitcoin because it's like That's about, exactly. You're talking about ransomware yeah. where they yeah, ransomware encrypt like your bitcoin. data on your computer
1: and then they hold it for ransom. I'm just
2: Yeah, yeah. So that everyone knows what that is. No, that's yeah, good context. And um that's this and but they want often the payment because these are international actors you know that are doing this stuff usually from uh, outside and you have some Bitcoin there and then it's just like can't be traced it's just like digital cash it is funny though because it's like it's like a double edged thing in that I'm like uh, I don't you know there's something that's still that irks me about like when Crawford was talking about his tap 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 and I'm the same way I use a tap and it's like super convenient but you have to realize that like it's like Every single thing I do is is recorded, and that that definitely irritates me. Um, like recently, I had some, on a I think it was a Twitter feed. I had a, a McDonald's ad. Okay, I have not been to McDonald's in years, but I went this past week twice because I was on a road trip, and that's usually the only time I'll go to McDonald's. It has been years, and now I'm getting an ad on my phone. I'm like, "Fuck you!" is what I was saying like the end. I'm like, "Fuck you, internet." You're you're watching me and I don't like it, and and, uh, and I mean should it annoy me? I don't know, uh, but it but it does, and and I just feel like it's that whole interconnected thing. Whereas if I had paid cash at McDonald's for my shitty Big Mac, uh, you know I wouldn't be getting these ads, or and it wouldn't be recorded somewhere. It would be anonymously in the in in the way that cash flows. Uh, and I think that 's kind of like how digital currencies are international digital currencies are supposed to work in that the cash still flows, but it 's not necessarily this like everyone has a record because keep in mind that that 's valuable like if you 're a credit card company they don 't just make money off of um you know the interest that the people who don 't pay their thing down they do they absolutely do not They make tons of money off of data and sales trends, so every time you 're like you know Tapping your card—that's valuable analytics for them. That's big data, and everyone wants big data, and and you can tell a lot from that, trends and whatever. And and I don't know why. Maybe that's good. That's the thing. Maybe that's great. But, but yeah, I, we. But it kind we, of bugs me too.
0: We uh, you know, it, it does, good. and we did that episode on big data, and I I do remember it, and like part of me is like. Well, there's so much data out there that like at one point they don't know how to use it all, but they're getting better and better at, at harnessing. And, and getting back to the convenience thing, and I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but like Starbucks has this app right now. You download the app and you can link it to like your the store downstairs in your building and you can order a coffee remotely and then go down instead of queuing up. It it'll just be ready for you or whatever, and then you can instantly pay for for it on your phone. So what they're doing is they're giving you all this convenience through through the app, and then you take advantage of that convenience. Um, but then that data is all you know is is all recorded and mike honestly like i go to mcdonald's fairly often and for sure that same shit is happening to me but i didn't i didn't notice it until you told me it and now i'm like now i'm gonna see it now i'm gonna look at my my stuff and be like oh shit they're mcdonald's ads and that's where they you know um that's where they stem from but uh but but for me and i and, and i get the idea for like when you hear these stories like the edward snowden Affair and and um and I'm a I'm a, a big advocate for like you know governments that are definitely not all squeaky clean and having whistleblowers and giving them the tools or the capabilities necessary to do that is really you know is really really important and having like maybe anonymous sources of digital currency is 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 one of those ways. That really seems positive, like but at the same time, they're a small minority of probably the people that are using it that I, I guarantee you that there's a lot more shady type of characters that are using it than than necessarily you know heroic people protecting their data, you yeah, know
1: but yeah, the, I think we I think we just take the conversation though by just talking about well, it's just for shady people, people with nothing to hide don't have to have it, but privacy is an important right that at least in um what would you call it the 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 democratic states or you know the new world, or like privacy is very important in in a in a government system where we have individual liberties like I, I feel like that 's a right that 's been impugned upon at the at the altar of convenience right so it 's like we make things more convenient, and by the way we 're going to track everything and it 's like i shouldn 't even have to have a reason for people to not just follow my know all my shit all the time like the fact that the internet knows my browsing habits it provides me with convenient services but it's kind i never really i consented i'm sure at some point by agreeing to terms of service and using the thing but i never explicitly made that decision and the same is true especially with forms of payment money just all of a sudden is super trackable now. Like, you, your, your personal life, someone can just look at all of your financial transactions and figure out a lot about you that you probably... More than you even know yourself. You probably think you only have Chinese food once a week, but you're eating it four times a week. So we know this person lies to himself.
2: I don't yeah, know. <laughs> and it, but also, it's, it's, it's like... Fair. Something like a, di- a digital currency, and I think what's interesting about it, especially um, going like as a, as a kind of futuristic thinking thing about, about what what is currency going to look like in 50 years and probably it'll be some kind of digital currency is what I sort of expect. And I, I know certainly, Bo, you've expressed this kind of like the dislike of, I think you have, I, I kind of feel this way, the dislike of um, borders and states and that you have all these, all these invisible lines drawn around the world which uh, which impede freedom of movement and, and this kind of thing. Mm. And and money is also a way that that is controlled, again, by, like, you go to a different country, then you land in an airport, and you go to the money change place, right, and you change your money into whatever currency is a local currency, and you pay an exchange on that, and someone makes money on that transaction, right? There's a ton of money in in the, like, currency change game and 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 the and the the values of those currencies are fluctuating all the time and i mean it it, like people make there's make millions of dollars just like moving money back and forth across borders it seems so silly and and i feel like if we're ever going to get to to a post-state world where there's just like you know just a global world where we stop having all these lines in the sand, there's going to need to be like, how is currency going to work? It can't just be like the U S dollar becomes the only it doesn't work that way. Like there's going to need to be some kind of replacement. And the only one that's likely viable is something like, um, aside from something like gold, which it probably isn't enough of is something like digital currency, something that can be, that is independent of frankly, the whims of this, of this, of the state, you know, it's like, because, there is, you know, as John, Donald Trump is always saying, China is manipulating their currency, right? And and the thing is, states can do stuff like that. Like you can try to, you can you can enact policies which try to devalue your currency to then gain an export or import um, adv- uh, advantage, and that's like they're they can be played with. But mm. the digital currency at least as again as i understand it, through bitcoin and probably as new ones emerge are the fact that those things should be immune from that type of manipul- manipulation there shouldn't be state actors able to say like let's do this thing and we'll change the rate of that currency and again the currency it, it only makes sense in relative to other to other currencies like the value versus the us dollar or whatever but if you just had one digital currency that was accepted worldwide it would it would it would have deep changes. It would be yeah. very. Yeah. I I
0: like I get nervous whenever talking about like uh, the, I I don't want to say harmonize. Is it hegemonization? Like the idea of like everything homogenizing. Homogenizing. Homogenization. Like the milk. Thank you. Everything being um, drawn into one. Uh, be it be it countries all merged into one, or currencies all merged into one, uh, and like. There's lots of reasons from that, and that's like when you see the science talks in science fiction, and you talk about like these futures where everything is is bland, vanilla, or like uh, uh, you know losing the the flavors of diversity. Uh, I feel like the, the, even if we end up with one major currency, and it eventually replaces all the other currencies, like in all my favorite science fiction video games, where I'm like, oh intergalactic credits oh that's all it is but like at one point that that a we've talked about artificial intelligence we always talk about how we keep giving the our future ai overlords more ways to screw us well it feels like one one set of currency would totally be that the other thing too is like the currency as we've seen throughout the world has like you know has crashed spiked Uh, massive inflation and all that. And yes, there are external factors and there are factors uh, that, that are built into the design of Bitcoin that is to protect against these sort of things. But like if we're down to one currency and it gets hacked, screwed up in any way, shape or form, it feels like that that would be a bad thing for people in general like putting all our eggs into one basket no matter how airtight we think that basket is going to be seems like a bad idea i just
1: still feel like we wouldn't even with universal currency we wouldn't get away from local economy
2: just because the way well there's still be local but economies like keep in mind that economies and even markets are are different than currency right currency uh, you know like like what you can buy with your currency will still vary based on market mm-hmm. demands uh so there'll still be those types of variations will occur currency i don't think can prevent against that they're they're like they're they're sort of independent uh but but again you pointed about the one currency i find an interesting one uh but also made me think like well like gold was ba- you know basically at some point was like universal income uh or a universal type of wealth and that's what's kind of interesting about thinking about something like gold is if you just decide money's based on gold all of a sudden it has this this universality uh and it was based on gold at least uh, most countries had a gold standard and that was eliminated famously in the u.s under nixon i don't know kind of where else it went um and and that's caused a lot of problems uh as well It, it, it made opportunity but it also made problems uh like inflations and uh, spike-wacky markets that are going up and down. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that now money is just free-floating there's nothing to, to bind it to. And my understanding also of Bitcoin is that, and again, there might be new ones that emerge after Bitcoin, but I heard that with Bitcoin, there's a limited amount. It hasn't all been mined yet, but apparently, like it's finite, like you cannot keep making, and, and the, yeah. that is, I think, part of the quotient. Like, it's, you can't just make it forever, because, again, that leads to inflation, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a certain amount, and I, and I think it's a known amount, and it's not all out yet, because it takes, the idea is it takes a long time to mine it, and but, that being that you have to, the computing power. Yeah. But
0: you're, you're saying mine it,
2: but it's... That's just a the term they use.
0: I know, I know it is... It's a virtual, but it's a virtual construct. The gold standard was based on an actual item, which is gold. And, and like, you could hold it in your hand. You couldn't magically, despite what alchemists yeah, were trying miner. to do, you couldn't magically create more gold. Uh, but technically, while I get I get how it's all designed so that there's a limited amount and you mine and all that sort of stuff, when you create a digital currency, um, it is it – is, it is at the whims of you know computer software design, all that sort of thing that can be altered uh, and can be changed, even if it seems like an impossibility right now. I think, so so yeah. sorry, like,
2: but not to take it to like a, a a philosophical level, but but keep like all currency is just well, all it is is trust. That's all it is. Even gold. It's like you'd be like, oh, I have gold. Gold's worth a lot of money. It's like, is it? It's it's a it's a yellow metal. What. Why is it worth a lot? Because we all agree it is, and we trust that if I give you some, you also value it, and that's how all money works. If I give you a U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar, you know, we have trust in the fact that it's worth something to someone else. It's all trust. As soon as that trust fades away, the whole the currency collapses. But and- see, the whole point about
0: currency is that in in the gold standard is that you can, if you have a printer, like and and the and the the. What are they called there anyway that the, allow you to print currency Mint. you can you can just print it as all day long just print print yourself out more money but the thing is you you do you devalue the money and the money is to be backed by you know by gold so you can't necessarily create more gold but if 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 the, the digital currency is not backed by anything but digital constructs that you mine or whatever then there's a chance that at any given point that that whole thing can be can be thrown out of whack. Yeah. Where when something is based on a real world item, it, it won't be.
1: I think the word you're looking for is deprecated. I think that like Bitcoin right now is perceived to have value. But um, I did a quick little search. because I was like, it's not just Bitcoin. I just wanted to find out. And there's actually, uh, it looks like two dozen or so on Wikipedia is a list of two dozen or so different types of coins, including the uh, well-named pot coin. <laughs> <laughs> Potcoin uh, being um mined as we speak some of them as new as this year ubic is a new one um like new blockchains for new types so maybe you and know did, 10 years did from now Bitcoin, ever bitcoin crash is like, or anything what's that like did did any of these like because i remember
0: reading like about bitcoin being the hotness the and value. then all of a sudden it wasn't as much anymore. Bitcoin Did... was
1: the first time, I, th- I believe it was the pioneering uh, blockchain that worked and was perceived to hold value. So prior to this, there wasn't a digital currency in, in 2009 or whatever. So so it's like held, I guess, as the gold standard of digital currency but like but
2: being that it's based on a software it will evolve and probably get better and that's probably why there's these new ones i mean Crofton, you're you're right i think in that its its value has fluctuated but what's interesting about that is that, that value is is still is measured against say u.s dollars or in, in exchange you know and it's one of those things where it's like if you got everyone onto a different currency where you then suddenly didn't care about like I don't know, rupees or pesos or anything else. You just it all was valueless. Then that value would would only be based on what uh what you could exchange for that Bitcoin, not other currencies. Cause yes, it did I remember at one point it was worth like all this you could you could sell it for tons of US dollars or whatever, and that went way up and down. Apparently it was like quite up and down it was all over the map uh, but people just held on to bitcoin because they were like who cares about that that's going to go all over the place but you can still buy stuff with bitcoin and ultimately that's where its value is if you're a money trader that's just a whole different kind of kill fish yeah. but
0: one thing one thing is like i've come down sort of negatively on this but like the idea of you know, advancing ourselves in any sorts of technologies, be they, uh, be they just, you know, stuff like artificial intelligence that I mentioned earlier, or they they be stuff like improvement in the way that we manage currency. I think that's, I think that that's a valid pursuit. It makes me nervous. And when I, when I see a lot of this stuff, but already a lot of my expenditures have moved into the digital economy, which we may draw as a topic at some time, but like, I buy like everything from uh music, uh, games, television shows, movies, all that sort of stuff has moved away I've moved away from brick and mortar towards the digital digital economy. And if I if I'm willing to do that and, and like I'm you know, I'm going in these online stores and seeing the American price and then switching it to the Canadian price, realizing how much I'm getting reamed, uh and and being and being frustrated about that. So like improvements to that pr- Process like if everybody is going online, if we're all becoming the alpha or the beta of the hive mind, uh, then then yeah, it would make sense that we have a currency that match that. I just get nervous a little bit when I think about like the uh, homogenization of of anything, um, and and that's to me it's like I, I get there's a bunch of other
2: ones than Bitcoin. I mean, and like, yeah. I I agree, and it's, yeah, we're not going to homogeneity necessarily because there might be various types of things, but but I'm balancing this against it. I don't know, certainly don't know everything about money, but it doesn't know, like, the fact that money is not backed against gold anymore really makes it a very interesting and weird thing. Uh, And you talk about, you, you know, feeling iffy about it going online, but the fact that, like, or becoming a digital currency and putting your trust in that. But at the moment, it's like our governments literally, literally, as you're saying, print money, and they they do. They do it all the time. They make money. And that's a weird and interesting thing. And that's essentially all based on uh, a growth paradigm, one which is unsustainable. But but no one, uh, certainly no mainstream politician or government, on the planet has any idea how to grapple with, but it needs to be grappled with. And uh, so it's like if all you're doing is printing money based on the expectation that your economy, your GDP is going to grow, and therefore the trust in the currency of that's backed by your state is going to still have value. That's what it's all based on. That must change, and it will at some point. And I think that something like uh, a Bitcoin, where there is a finite amount, and uh, like it's quite high and it, and it comes out over time. Uh, a finite amount is probably some kind of way to transition to a steady state economy, which will have to happen at some point unless we just want to destroy the world, which is like, you know, if you're listening to this show before, that's where we're going, at least according to me, probably. Uh, but but the, the only way to not do that is to try to change. And, and something like a, a digital currency, I think, is one of the tools that will probably allow us – to move towards a new kind of economy uh and again it could be that some digital currencies are maybe just the same they just keep creating new forever and are based on an endless growth paradigm which is problematic in the same way but i think that there are some which which understand that and say well, that's why there can only be a finite amount just like there is only so much gold but right now people just gold is just a commodity now uh but you just buy it and trade it it's just a thing but it used to be the basis of of currency and now it's just like now it's just like trust like we all trust that this ponzi scheme which is the economy will never fail Hmm. but they always fail it's just that it's so big that it takes a long time um anyways i I mean i don't know tons about this stuff but i feel like i'm getting close to a verdict yeah it sounded very verdict like
1: i think i think i've gotten all i can muster out of my understanding of it because i feel like it's money it's available online. It's evidently not traceable, although there is a public there is a ledger that is mined to ensure the authenticity of transactions. But for the most part, uh, transactions are anonymous. That's about all I got. I've never owned any Bitcoin.
0: I would I would say just two two last things before rolling into verdicts, and 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 they're related to to this topic in terms of what it is now and what it is going to be or what it will be in the future because on this show before we've drawn topics that are purely science fiction such as like the hive mind we've and then we've drawn topics and i've mentioned a couple of times like artificial intelligence in which there is a level of artificial intelligence that exists now but then there's you know our 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 hopes and fears of what where it may be in the future and i think because i think positively about the concept of this and then 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 we talk about some some of the concerns of of it in its current construct and some of the benefits like the fact that it would be not traceable and all this that it's not backed by any particular government but what if in the future digital currency is only backed by certain governments we don't know maybe at one point that happens maybe at one point bitcoin um and the way it's generated is taken over entirely by the American government, and it becomes the American digital cu- currency that the world uses. And then they like, and that's it's all it's all hypotheticals. But it's like, um, soon as you put something into the digital realm, those fears, you know, are are there. Um, and like, it feels kind of like Bitcoin is a prototype right now in many ways, and in uh, in the the other uh, digital, digital currencies, but I almost feel more positive about it now than, than I do when I think about like all the possibilities that could stem from digital currency. So it's kind of a complicated topic in that regard because there's the now and there's the possible and the idea of creating something that's in the digital space for currency. It seems like that would be a positive thing, but then could have all sorts of negative outcomes. So it's very messy.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So does that mean you're ready for verdicts? Yep. (laughs) Uh, I love you, Crofton. That was great. All right, so let's bring in the farm animals and deliver the verdict.
0: (laughs) Order, order, I said. Order in the court.
1: All right, so I'm going to go. I'll go. First. I'll go first. You gotta go first. I'll, yeah, cause yeah. I'll all go right, first. I right, hosted right, the right. show. Plus, I pretty
0: much was halfway there already. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'll I'll just I'll just uh lead off by saying that uh digital currency for me is a pile of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I will for sure own this as somewhat of a cop out verdict. And uh and and one of the one of the reasons is 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 based on what I had just said about about where it's going, what it could be, and what it is now. I feel positive actually about Bitcoin, even though I have some sort of concerns with regards to maybe the type of people that would not want to be traced. But that's not necessarily really tied into what it is. And I I feel positive about the idea of bringing currency into the digital economy in such a way that we're already moving to that economy or have moved there. And it just makes sense that the the actual currency we use to pay uh, for these things follow us i feel positive about that and honestly i can see lots of positive outcomes for it but i also maybe cynically maybe pessimistically just feel that there's a lot of 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 concerns that i could see coming out of this there's concerns that i have now i I mentioned about the type of people that use it or, or um the, the uh the constant desire for anonymity I mentioned the homogenization uh, of the world I mentioned uh, and I mentioned sort of just um, the the unknowns in terms of like maybe a state taking over it at one point um, and it providing, you know, even more power to these superpowers. These are all concerns that are not necessarily based in anything. It's just based on a science fiction concept, which this is where this partly resides. So for all those messy reasons, I'm saying that it's bullshit.
1: Okay. All right. I'll go next. I'll let Mike have the last word. He looks like he's drawing in all of the ideas for a, like a Dragon Ball Z level. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a big verdict here. All right, be the most
0: boring <laughs> Dragon Ball Z finisher
1: of all time. Be like, "I will talk about digital currency." Ah! All right, so digital currencies, um, I think it's pretty cool. I, I like the idea. Definitely a lot of what Mike said about the um the idea that we there's a, a sense of unification in ter- and in terms of our growing awareness of global issues and our global identity makes sense to have one currency that we don't have to have all these games that we play around. I think it would solve a lot of problems, I agree. So I like that the idea that digital currency can in fact solve it where gold standard or government-backed whatever-whatevers don't. Um, so that part I like. And the other thing too I, I just briefly mentioned is that like figuring out a way to do digital currency would also be helpful in the hive mind. If we do need currency in the hive mind, we can use biomath to figure out a bio-blockchain, and also conduct transactions there. So that's a side benefit, which I'm giving extra points for. <laughs> I, won't, I won't belabor it because we had a whole episode about Hivebind, but uh, it is a good thing. Um, I don't know. I haven't used it, though. It's hard for me to almost give a verdict when I haven't had the firsthand experience of the digital currency, but I think it's cool, and I don't. I'm not going to fault it for enabling underhanded transactions because those are be handled without Bitcoin. So I, I, unless it's really making it easier, but I think we just need better policing. It's kind of the wild west for this currency. I think in the long game, we can combat that kind of stuff. So I'm going to say uh, digital currencies are good. I like them.
2: Hmm. <sighs> I I've been kind of I don't really know what to think about this, but um. But admit you were swayed a bit by my hive mind argument. No, not from that one. And also, I'm like, <laughs> why would they use bio technology or whatever? Wouldn't they just use regular digital tech? It's a hive mind. It's on a computer. Whatever. Okay. Um. <laughs> so yeah, being that this thing is kind of in its infancy, not been around long, um, it, it's like where it's gonna go. Is Bitcoin gonna, you know, fizzle out? Probably and it'll be replaced by something else. So it's it's a little bit like it's a little bit of a hypothetical as Crofton was talking about. But I, I think there's so many problems with non digital currency, st- which base state backed currency. Uh, there's a lot of problems there, uh, and I think they're big problems, probably bigger than we give than we give sort of due thought to. Uh, and and i think that there are problems that need to be grappled with and again i I really feel like states don't know how they don't know how to all they do is play with interest rates and just print more money uh or that or try to withhold doing that based on how the economy is doing and then thinking of the current thing it's like with bitcoin or something like that you know a currency is only as good as what it could buy and bo was saying you know I haven't used it. And that's an interesting point because it's like if someone's like, here's a bunch of Bitcoin, I'd be like, I wouldn't even know how to use it right now. I'd be like, uh, okay, so I want to buy some milk at the store. Uh, how do I I go there? I'm like, I got some Bitcoin. They'll be like, yeah, okay. Do you have any dollars? And I'd be like, no. And, okay, like, you know, no milk for you. And I'd be like, this stuff is useless. You know, so that's where we're at now. So we're in like a transition phase and you can buy certain things uh, and you can't buy others. The whole black market argument is one that I think is I think sort of moot. It's it's interesting, but you know that's not how you combat crime, as far as I'm concerned. Like like we need to control all currency to a minute degree. That's what will get rid of crime. Like that's not what we're gonna get rid of crime. And like cash was cash is fine. And like black market operates in cash can operate in different things. It operate it occupied, it can also operate under just state backed currency. It's like whatever. That's it's like a conflated issues there. I don't know. I think. It's good. I think good is what I'm gonna say for digital currency. I'm a bit beef, bit befuddled on that verdict because I think it's like needs more needs more development, but I think uh, it's probably the step that needs to be taken. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to sit on that. And I, let's see what happens.
1: I like the idea that the mafia may be coming up with
2: mafia coin or something like that. <laughs> <Mafia> <laughs> coin. or cartel coin, the cartels.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: what's also funny is that we like a lot of these other digital coins, we didn't really get into this, but, and I think, uh, maybe one of you guys mentioned it, but like local, local economies, small economies, they often have their own little currencies and oftentimes they're digital types. Um, you know, it's like, cur- you, there's a ton of these little micro things that happen, but Man, I think if there was some gonna universal... You're completely beetle. get
1: rid of Canadian Tire money. <laughs> and for Canadian listeners in t- America who don't know what Canadian Tire is, it's a home hardware store where when you buy things, you get a little bit of their own Canadian Tire money that you
2: can spend
1: only on products. In their you
2: store. know, they just made new stuff, and it looks, even fan- it looks more like well, real there's, money there's now. There's new I
1: Canadian think. Tire money now?
2: Yeah, I just got some the other day. Ten cents, baby. Don't <laughs> Ten spend cent all
1: bill. It's a bill, right?
2: They're like, don't spend it all in one place. Uh, uh, just so you know, you can only spend it at Canadian Tire. Uh, but... If you want to tell
0: us about <laughs> your opinions with regards to digital currency, maybe how informed you feel following this episode, maybe how confused you feel, please uh, let us know. bull at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, we also would love to hear from you, on Twitter at Good Bad Bull. GoodBadBull.com is the website. All our archives of 194 other. Um, episodes are there we're steamrolling to 200 as i mentioned earlier if you want to let us know what you want to see at a 200 please please reach out we got a facebook.com slash good bad bull we live stream on twitch when we you should go on twitch.tv slash good bad bull we're there as well and of course uh, you can donate uh, to us on patreon if you are so um, tempted and that's patreon.com again uh, with the good bad bull we'd like to thank our patreon supporters they are great we love them uh, and uh, and we would love to hear from them as well what you guys think yeah, both just... about this and about episode uh, 200 so of course as I am prone to saying, we are all individuals of an individual nature, and with me are two such individuals. Uh, Bo, where can people reach you on the internet?
1: Mm, they can find me at Bo Schwartz, and I just want to quickly say, to reiterate the thank yous, we paid for our server costs this year, and we didn't have to shell out any money. So thank you, patron supporters. Amazing!
0: Right. Uh, and uh, we made it, guys! Um <laughs> and uh and mike of course uh if people want to hear your earl grey views where can they find you
2: at the local tea house round four i guess and I'm, I'm sort of sort of on twitter at ml hodgins but uh, yeah.
0: complaining about why he doesn't get notifications no um, i
1: just don't man whatever <laughs> uh yeah well, he, no, wouldn't it's funny because, like, he wouldn't have gotten those what I just I just want to stick up for Mike. He wouldn't have gotten any notifications because we didn't include him. It's our bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he never left out again. again. Um, we would, but if you want to know what we're talking about, man, you should follow us on Twitter because we talk back and forth. I'm at Croft and Steers, so that's a good start. Um, and uh, yeah, it, apologies again to our listeners. Our lives are really busy, so we've been recording slightly. Uh, less often, but we are very committed to to doing so and and uh, thank you for those who have reached out to be it sounded
1: like we're committed to recording less often We're sorry about well, we recording sure less are often are We're committed to doing so
0: <laughs> I mean, I tell you if you want to throw more Patreon money at us, maybe maybe we can quit our jobs and do this full time sure, we're, well. we're only about a million Patreons away from doing that <laughs> So, so we're, we're getting there bit by bit folks um but uh, yeah it's funny because like when when this topic came out this is one of those ones where i was like letting you guys talk a bunch at the beginning and i'm like come on it i have no idea anything about this. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's like the money in Warcraft. I'm like, okay, that I can talk about, like, you know, buying and selling. And then Mike's like, nope, it's definitely not that. Yeah, I'm like,
2: yeah. oh, sure shit? It's not that. I'm totally <laughs> screwed. It's not like, you're like, Buccazoids? I don't it, know it,
0: what a it, is. Uh, space Quest, baby. And then you guys... Or going back and forth, and then then it might – you're talking about some – what was the algorithm, the supply chain or whatever?
2: Blockchain. Blockchain. Blockchain.
0: And I was like, this is not
2: helping me in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not really helping me. I just know that's what it's called, blockchain.
0: Oh, no. It's good. good. That's just a fact.
2: Some people – here's a little tidbit – think that the whole economy – that's a lot – will all be blockchain-based at some point. See, I'm I don't. Sure. Oh, and Sounds just like a big deal, but I don't know what that means. Let me provide context also to that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've heard it. I'm just going to provide that context. Don't sure. know what it means. Blockchain. That,
0: Google that it. That feels like somebody on the news. You know, one of those talking heads would be like, "Look." Just so you know the whole economy is going to be blockchained by 2017, and you'd be like, "What does that mean? I'm not sure. I'm just gonna to pretend to know though because this guy sounds like he well
2: knows. I, I, that's my sort of feeling about all economists they go on there and talk about stuff and i and I wish they would finish all the statements like with like they're like, well, and the u s dollar's down a little bit on uh, housing starts are slow, and um yeah, so next quarter we should see slight growth, but a little bit also I don't really know. Anything about what I'm talking about right now, uh, and that's I think the kind of the reality of economists—they like pretend to know, but they don't really know. They, mm. they don't. The that dismal makes me science. Feel because
0: they because I definitely don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I also don't. I don't know. I, like... know I
1: know Bo. I know Bo. Don't know. <laughs> isn't isn't economics like a made up science? Is it like the
2: dismal science. Cause... Yeah, it is. The because, worst part like... about it is is they try to use math in it to to try to like make it seem like a real science so like high level economics has like mathematics that you can't understand or like i'm saying i can't understand none of us would be able to understand it's really high level math but it's so clearly stupid because it's all based on assumptions okay so (laughs) on things like behavior it's like humans behave like that let's give it a number it's like okay that's a flawed premise go ahead here's the first (laughs) mark against it even in wikipedia
1: economics is a social science just stop the rest of the definition. Science. I was like, what?
2: socials? everyone knows social sciences. Or... I've also heard the term, which I quite like, is that they say ec- ec- uh, economics uses mathiness to give it credibility. They're like, <laughs> it's a social science, but it's mathy. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, math. It must be real and legitimate then.
0: Like, I, I like I like how it, it got escalating and shitting on things like Mike's like economics is so stupid and then Bo like you know what it's a social science and social sciences are really stupid in general and then I actually, just see Mike me snowballing and being like yeah you know what science super stupid and no then, but
2: not not to shit on social science but here here I go uh, <laughs> it's like if it, lately they've kind of almost proven that social science is stupid because there was this noted thing where where uh some people got together and said like okay there's all these social science like journal articles and we're talking like psychology and uh, a lot of things in the psychology realm and other social science stuff with all these studies and then they took like a hundred and tried to replicate results at random and it was like almost none were replicable and that's like your pretty much basis point for being like this is probably just some anecdotal shit you found out once and is not telling about anything that's real. It's got nothing and to do so with the scientific there, method. There's the whole you... social science paradigm for like being a science is, is like on shaky ground right now because of stuff like that.
1: But that's all social well, science is that they can't replicate things but they still... No but study.
2: no but hard science you can. Like if you look at... Atoms, no I know you that's what things, I mean. Science do is do
1: rec- When you find a law in whatever scientific field it's replicable. You're experiment is replicable yeah it's, things aren't reco- human behavior is very random but exactly archaeo-
0: but archaeology is a social science wouldn't that
2: be like something well like- anthropology for sure is
0: no archaeology uh, is too
2: you might call it but still there's it's all kind of, it's all full of assumptions too like people yeah. dig up stuff and then make and then extrapolate from the like okay here's a dish i found Ma, and now you sometimes the extrapolations are a little bit do not question Indiana Jones. You questioned a lot today. Archaeology, but but I think you mean anthropology. No, I know the difference. I'm not because paleontology is a hard science.
0: Okay, well, in Wikipedia, if you search social science, just one of the first one that comes up is archaeology. So, well
2: because yeah, it's the studies of cultures which don't exist anymore through digging up old dishes
1: yeah so so it's so determination dishes the determinations <laughs> made can't be replicated because we can't replicate history if we can yeah. actually replay history in its exactitude we could say make like positive positive undisputable assertions that are replicable by other people. Yeah. That's no, where the exactly, whole social science yeah, business exactly comes from. Exactly what Bo said. Like It's, it's just like you science. found
2: some dishes. Okay, that's great. Let's look at them. It doesn't tell you anything that you can verify.
0: I right. guess I just didn't have
2: the proper context. Anyways... Crofton now, you can tell everyone you know at work that social science is a pile of bullshit. Mike told you so. That's, yeah, as soon as I'm a couple sure.
1: people where you work with
2: social science degrees, you're going yeah, I know, and I, I know Jesse has a social science degree. Don't tell her I said it was...
0: Yeah. Don't worry, record... she'll, she'll hear when she listens to the show. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think our show falls under social science too so what what no
0: this this show is hard science i always considered it the performing arts
1: are you a fan of the good bad or bullshit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com for as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations Find out more at Patreon.com slash GoodBadBull.